Welcome back, friends. Welcome, Lou. Well, uh, great to be here, and I'm looking forward to this story, as I have yeah. for all of them so far. Yeah, this is a story, friends, that you will find very interesting, as I did. And I have to give thanks to Louis Jacoliat, J-A-C-O-L-L-I-O-T. Louis Jacoliat was a Frenchman <clears throat> stationed in India uh, sometime in the late 1800s. He was born in 1837 in France, spoke French fluently. He was a judge. He was a scholar. And he was appointed in India to be a judge because there was French colonies in India at the time also. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were British colonies. There were Portuguese colonies. There were Spanish colonies. There really? were French colonies. Yeah. And when we talk about how there was this princess that was kidnapped from uh, India and taken to Mexico, when we get to that point, uh, you'll see that the Spanish kidnapped her and she became a nun. And because of that, there's a whole big following in Mexico about this. So, but anyway, that was the Spanish. This is the French. The French, uh, Louis Jacoliat was a French judge stationed in India, a scholarly person who had written many, many, many books. He went to town in India because he saw that there was so much that originated in India. If you look him up on Google, Louis Jacoliat, you will see that he has written so many books about the ancient Indian occult and the sciences that were available in India. But one of the books he wrote was called The Bible in India. Hmm. He wrote it in French. It has since been translated to many, many languages. And obviously, the religions that he spoke about, which he said came from original Indian uh, Rig Vedic books, from the Vedic books, those religions were not happy with what he said. So Louis Jacoliat yeah. was criticized and put down by other religions. I would imagine. However, he says in this book, Bible in India, he says a lot of what's in the Bible, a lot of what's in uh, Judeo-Christianity and the sacred books, including the myths, came from Indian myths. And to me, that was fascinating. Yeah. And I'm going to share one story with you about Adam and Eve. So let's go. There has been evidence of settlements in the Indian subcontinent going back to 125,000 years ago. Wow. Yeah. 125,000. There have been carvings uh, which show Krishna, who we talked about in our Gita podcast, Lou and I, mm -hmm. going back maybe 30,000 years ago. So the question is, how long did these uh, myths and stories and religious uh, teachings go. How far do they go back do they go? We don't know. But anyway, the religion, they found that people were becoming less in touch with God, as it is now, less in touch with spirituality, and more boastful. So they created various stories to get people to uh, come back towards religion and God. And here is the story of what then became Adam and Eve. Everybody's now familiar with Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. but this story in Sanskrit was the Adima and Heva story. Adima was the man who then became Adam. Heva was the woman who then became Eve. And I will tell you, keep a note as I go on 
of all the reasons why this story of Adima and Heva was made. If you look at the Adam and Eve story, you sometimes scratch your head to say, what was the purpose of our forefathers making this Adam and Eve story? What are they trying to get across? You don't understand the purpose, the moral purpose, ethical purpose of this Adam and Eve story, mm -hmm. other than to say, when somebody tells you don't eat a forbidden fruit, don't eat it. Right. I don't know any other thing that would come of it. But in Adima and Heva story, there are multiple, I would say, maybe 10 or so uh, morals that you come across with, which I'll go over with you as quickly as I can. So the Adam and Eve story, and Lou, if you remember any of this from your background, fill in the details or uh, help me out here, because this yes. is not something I'm very familiar with. But I am told or I, I remember, because don't forget, I went to a missionary school throughout my childhood or part of my childhood where there were Christian prayers, our father who art in heaven, that's, and various other Christian teachers taught us various things. So we heard these stories. Adam was created by God after God had created everything else in his image. And then from one of Adam's ribs, the God created a woman mm -hmm. and placed them in paradise. Now, you'll see the similarities between Adima and Heva and Adam and Eve. Placed them in paradise and said, go procreate, reproduce, produce more children like yourselves and partake of everything that's on this, on this, in this paradise. Have mm. a good time. Only one thing. <laughs> there is this tree of learning, tree of wisdom that you don't want to go there and eat that fruit. That has apples on it, and you don't want to eat that because I don't want you to get knowledge that you get from this tree. Right. This is the part where I'm a little hazy, Lou. I don't yeah. know what it was that God was trying to prevent them from getting other than knowledge. I, I think it might've been about the loss of innocence, right? Loss of innocence, okay. Uh, yeah. So whatever knowledge it was- Knowledge of God, the real world and evil and, and the darker side of things. Okay, so God said, don't go to this tree and don't By eat the way, this apple. My interpretation, I'm a failed Catholic, so <laughs> my interpretation <laughs> okay. of the story, so take it for what it's worth. Yeah, so so listen, I, I'm not here to criticize anything. I'm not here to, I'm just telling you, yeah. I don't know that story as well as I should, but you can look it up uh, in, in wherever you would look it up to see. But I'm here to tell you about the Adima and Heva story. Mm -hmm. um, so... God said, don't partake of the fruit of this tree of knowledge because it has, as Lou said, various other kinds of knowledge that you will get that I don't want you to have. And Satan or some evil forces came to Eve. And this is where the Adima and Heva story differ because in the Adam and Eve story, Eve is the held as to be the responsible person. And that's not the case in Adima and Heva. In Adam and Eve story, the serpent, who was Satan, I think, came with an apple in its mouth to Eve and said, here, partake of this. And Eve took it and took it to Adam, and Adam took a bite, she took a bite, which meant that they got this knowledge, and then God was very upset, banished them from paradise, and cursed Eve for some what her punishment was, I don't remember, and cursed the serpent to say, from here on in, you will never be able to walk like every other creature does. You will crawl on your belly from here on for eternity. 
Okay, so that's the Adam and Eve story in brief. I'm sure there's many other details and I'm sure you can look it up, but that in a thumbnail is what the Adam and Eve story is. Now, let's look at the what Louis Jacoliat found to be the story that um, a, a monk, an Indian monk, had basically written down as something that he uh, got from the Vedas. And that Indian monk was Srimat Sayanacharya, Sayanacharya, S-A-Y-A-N-A-Charya. And he wrote texts and commentaries on the Vedas. And Sayanacharya's commentary was used by Louis Jacolia to compose these various uh, interpretations. So in there, Brahma was the creator. Mm-hmm. Now, this is different from Brahman. Lou and I have talked forever about Brahman, which is the one main God that Hindus believe in. There's one universal God. It's, it's an, uh, and, and Brahman has Brahma as his uh, creator that he then says, make the earth, make the universe, etc. So the story goes that Brahma, the creator, had finished making the earth. He had populated the entire earth with flowers. And there was this one particular area which was like paradise. And that is the island, which is now Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. If you look at the map of India, friends, you'll see that India is almost like a triangular uh, uh, shape. And at the very tip of that southern point, 50 miles south is an island, shaped like a teardrop. And that Mm -hmm. is today's Sri Lanka. It used to be called Lanka. Also, the British called it Ceylon. And that island in this story, in this myth, was filled with flowers and trees that were so laden with fruit that they were bent over. There were thousands of animals that roamed the plains and the air with birds, giant forests, white elephants, or everybody unmolested by another. Brahma perceived that the time had come for the creation of man hmm. to inhabit this place. So far, it's similar, right? Mm -hmm. From one pure unconditioned consciousness from the great Brahman, from the pure essence that came from Brahman, Brahma drew a germ of life, one germ from Brahman. And from that one germ, he made two persons. This is the difference, one first difference between the Adam and Eve story. Because Adam, Eve was made from the rib of man. Here, Brahman takes the germ, and from that germ, he makes two people. Adam, uh, a male and a female, because he says this is necessary for, for production, just like he made with all the other species. So he made two, just like he made with plants and animals, two, a male and a female. He gave the male and female ego, ahankar. He gave the male and female ahankar or ego, which he did not give to other species. Mm-hmm. And he also gave this uh, uh, male and female speech so that they could speak which made them, he said, superior to all other species, but inferior to God. Now, here's the first thing that we are really realizing that he's telling. First, he's saying that you as a human has ego and you're able to speak. Don't get boastful because you may be superior to other species, but you're inferior to God. Remember that you're inferior to God is what Brahman says here. The male he called Adima. Adima in Sanskrit is 
the word means the first or primitive or original, Adima. Mm-hmm. It sounds very similar to Adam, doesn't it, Lou? It does, yes. Adima. Adima, he says in, in Sanskrit, strength, shape, and majesty, like a lion, is what the Brahman gave. And then the woman he called Heva, H-E-V-A. It reminds me of that children's movie uh, where it's Eva, right? Do you, have you seen that? Yes. Um, Heva in Sanskrit means that which completes life. So here, Heva completes Adam because she's the woman and her God gave her grace, gentleness, and beauty. Mm-hmm. Brahma then said the conditions have been established. He proclaimed that both Heva and Adima are equal. That's the second thing that we're taught by this is that yeah. the woman, the female, is not in any way inferior to the man. He says both are equal. It completes life. It's like two pieces of a puzzle that fit together. One without the other is incomplete. Right. Brahma then gave Adima and Heva the island of Taprobane. Louis Jacoliat calls it Taprobane, which was the original old name for Lanka. The Sanskrit name going back way further than that is Lanka. And he said, Brahma said, this island has the perfect climate, perfect products, vegetation, and it's a terrestrial paradise. He said, go, unite, produce beings, your living image. Hmm. Now, listen to this. Brahma tells man and woman, Adima and Heva, tell your children never to forget me, the Lord. I will be with them when they call my name. So that's the next part. And I'll summarize all this at the end. That's the next part that comes across to say, I'm doing this so that you can A, procreate, so there'll be more uh, human beings, but always remember to tell your children not to forget me because I created you, Hadima and Heva. I will, I am the Lord, never forget me. This was what the forefathers who made up this story, this is not true, but made up this story to make sure that people remembered uh, the Lord. He forbade them to leave Lanka. This Hmm. is another difference. Just like God said, you may not eat from this tree. He, Brahma told Hadima and Heva, look, you've got everything here. You've got animals, you've got birds, you've got fruit, you've got vegetation. You have everything you need, pure water. Do not leave this island. You may be tempted to. I have given you here everything that you need for your comfort and happiness. Fill this island with your children and grandchildren. Implant in them the worship of God. Implant in them the worship of God. The rest of the world, he says to Adima and Heva, Brahman says, Brahma says, the rest of the world is uninhabitable. If you overflow this island, before you leave the island, do yagna to me. Call me. I will decide where you go. Meaning don't leave this teardrop-shaped island to go across to India, but stay here on this island. And then Brahma disappeared. Adima turned to Heva as the sun started to fall and the moon rose and it became dark. And Heva stood up and she was erect, smiling, gentle, And in her virgin innocence, she stood in front of uh, Adima. Adima clasped her in his arms, and that was the first kiss of love. He whispered her name, Heva, in her ears. She whispered back, Adima, in his ears. Brahma was happy. He had taught, this is important, 
Brahma was happy. He had taught the creatures that the union of man and woman without love would be immoral. He had taught the creatures that the union of man and woman without love would be immoral, contrary to nat nature and to his law. So what he's trying to get across here is that even this, this original Adima and Hiva, that when they first kissed, they held each other close, they whispered each other's names in their ear, they showed affection for each other before they kissed. And that without love, anything other contact or union of man and woman would be contrary to nature and to his law. So that's another thing that this moral thing is getting across. Yeah. Adima and Hiva had everything. They were perfectly happy. They just had to stretch their hand and they could pluck delicious fruits, stoop and gather the rice of the finest quality, it says. Then the prince of the demons, prince of Rakshasas, the spirit of evil, the, was jealous of Brahma. And he produced disquietude in these two. They were disturbing desires. So Adima says to Hiva, let's wander through the island look for places within the island that are even more beautiful than this. Hiva followed her husband. And by the way, I forgot to say that right in the beginning, when Adima and Hiva were made by Brahman, he said to them, uh, make sure that you love each other and obey each other. Mm -hmm. So Hiva followed her husband, wandered for months over the island of uh, uh, Lanka, stopping beside clear fountains, waterfalls, pools, and under giant banyan trees. Then the Hiva was afraid of having disobeyed the Lord. And she said to Adima, have we not already left the place he assigned to us? And they kept walking. They arrived at the edge of the island, Lanka. And then they looked across and they saw a narrow, smooth arm of the, of the sea. Beyond it was land, hmm. India. Yep. Vast and boundless country connected with Lanka by a narrow and rocky pathway Arising from the bosom of the waters, Adima and Hiva stood transfixed. The country before them was covered with stately trees, birds of thousands of colors flitting around. The trees were laden with fruit and all kinds of vegetation. Adima said, look how beautiful. The trees must be producing good fruits. Let's go taste them. Let's go live there. Hiva said, she was trembling. She said, don't, let, don't get the Lord upset. Are we not well here? Pure water, delicious fruit, nice rice. Why are we seeking other things? That's another thing that people always get tempted by what they don't have, even though they have everything. That's another moral story that's coming off this. We say, when you have everything, why do you keep looking for more? Adima said, true, but we will only go. We will only look and then we'll come back. There's no harm in vi just visiting. Hima, Hiva, trembling, agreed. Adima put his wife on his shoulders and crossed the rocks between the uh, country uh, which lay across and Lanka. As soon as they got to the other side, the trees, the flowers, the birds, the fruits, everything disappeared in an instant amidst great, great clamor and noise. Hmm. The rocks over which they had crossed they sunk beneath the waters, leaving only a few sharp peaks above the surface of the water to indicate yeah. the remains and the bridge between India and Sri Lanka. Now, friends, you can look this up on Google, on your computer, on the internet. 
that the rocks still remain between India and Sri Lanka. And they're called by the locals Palam Adima. Adima is the name of Adam. Yeah. Palam is, means bridge. Or in English, the British then called it Adam's Bridge or the Bridge of Adima. It's still there. If you look, you can see photographs of it on the internet, the Palam Adima or the Bridge of Adima. It's 48 kilometers between India and Sri Lanka, and these rocks are made of limestone. When you go on a ship past the Maldives Islands, you see a bluish peak, often crowded with clouds around it, pushing up from the ocean. The foot of this mountain was known as the point of man's first departure for India from Sri Lanka. Hmm. That mountain is even today called Adam's Peak. It was called Adima's Peak, but the British converted to Adam's Peak. So this story, although you may think yes, it's not so, it has been for centuries called Adima's Peak and Adima's Bridge. So where did that come from if this was just made up? Louis Jacolia didn't make this up, this, this, make up these names. The tree's vegetation and everything was just a mirage raised by evil instincts to tempt them. So that's another moral issue to say when you look at something that you think is so beautiful, when you actually possess it, can you get there? It disappears. It's not as attractive as you might think it to be. Adima, Testing hmm? your ego and desire, right? I mean, Testing your ego and desire to say yeah. this is morally to teach you, don't be tempted by what you think you might get greater pleasure on. Be happy with what you have. Adima threw himself on the ground crying. Kiva came over to him, threw her arms around him and said, do not despair. Let's pray to Brahma to forgive us. A voice came from the clouds, an angry voice. Do not despair. I'm sorry, woman, thou hast sinned only because of your love for your husband, whom I commanded you to love. And you prayed to me to forgive, not just you, but also Adima. But I will forgive you and Adima, but you may not return to your original abode of delight, which I created for your happiness, the paradise. Hmm. Because of Adima's disobedience, the spirit of evil has obtained the earth. Your children will have to work, will have to labor, and to suffer because of the two of you. Your grandchildren will suffer. They will become corrupt and forget me. But I will send Vishnu, who will incarnate himself in the womb of a woman and shall bring to each human the hope and the means to recompense and make up for this in another life and to pray to me and soften their ills. Hmm. Adima and Hiva arose, consoled each other. But ever after that, even after they could not go back to Sri Lanka, they were subjected to painful labor and suffering to obtain their subsistence from the earth, which they were getting so easily before. So, Heva would bear the child Krishna because she neither despaired of God nor had the idea of offense. She was only an accomplice from mm. her love to Adima because Brahma had commanded her to love Adima. Louis Jacoliat here criticizes the legend of Adam and Eve and asks whether it was by forgetfulness or by design that the whole weight of the original sin was shifted from the original story and made 
as Eve's fault. Right. Yeah, big difference. Yeah, big difference. In and Adam and Eve, Eve is the bad one. Here, Eve is actually the good one because she said she only followed her husband, and then when she asked for forgiveness, she said, "Forgive me and forgive my husband also." But as Lu Louis Jacoliet says, when this Adam and Eve story was written, by that time, it was the manner and the subject matter at that time in the world that woman was kept subservient. The tradition was invented. Why? Early man, why was this story written in the first place between uh, Adima and Hiva? Early man had all the weaknesses and suffering and good and evil instincts. But instead of cursing God, this is what the wise man who created the story said, instead of cursing God and not accepting God who had created them, they saw that their own transgressions had justified their uh, miserable condition. It was because of their own uh, first ancestors that they were in this trouble. So that's the story of Adima and Hiva. I just want to go over the various things that were pointed out in this story. One, first one was that Adima and Hiva were superior to all other animals and um, plants and insects and birds, except they were inferior to God. Mm -hmm. Hiva was that which completes life, the woman. Then man and woman, according to this, are created equal, and they're equal. Next, they, uh, Brahma said he wanted to implant the worship of God in the children and grandchildren so that every descendant of Adima and Hiva had the worship of God. Then he said that kissing and any kind of union between man and woman should have love. Otherwise, it is against nature and against God. Then it says, don't keep looking for more and more. Just accept what you have with gratitude. Then he says, there's temptation. There's going to be temptation in life to get what you don't have. Next is suffering is due and part of life. And that it is due to us as humans, not God's fault. Lastly, even after being subjected to painful labor to obtain their subsistence to earth, as we most of us do, we have to work to get pleasure or to get any kind of uh, subsistence, money, um, a, a, a good living, that we do that, we'd have to go through this labor for our own sakes, not because of God. <clears throat> Interesting thing. Many years ago, when I first read this and think the word labor kept coming up again and again. And yeah. having just finished medical school, I thought it meant labor, uh, the woman going through labor during pregnancy. And I thought that it meant that uh, women had to s don't curse God when you're going through labor it is because, you know, this is of the Adima and Hiva story. But now I realize that it's when he says labor in Sanskrit, he means the labor that we have all have to go through to just subsist, to live. Well, interestingly, uh, labor for women as part of the Adam and Eve story was uh, was penance for her disobedience. Oh, is that right? That's why she was. That's why the woman was assigned labor because, again, the Adam and Eve story placed it all on Eve. Interesting. Interesting. So labor has two different kinds of suffering here, two different ways. Yes. Yeah. Fascinating the similarities and then the way it was molded by the people who were telling the Adam and Eve story as opposed to the Adima and Hiva story. So the Adima and Hiva story makes sense to me because there are so many morals 
in that story. And then I can understand a purpose for this story. As you'll see when we talk about other stories that Louis Jacoliat uh, presented, so many other fascinating stories that I've heard about uh, uh, more recently. But if you look at the originals, those morals and ethics and that they teach us makes a lot of sense. So Krishna was Hiva's child? Uh, Krishna was one of Hiva's descendants, not her child. Okay, all right. So, but basically what, what he's saying is that God will create Krishna, ultimately will be born of a woman. It's funny because with Adam and Eve, their offspring was uh, Cain and Abel. Cain was oh, the really? murderer. Cain killed his brother. Oh, okay. So that was the beginning of uh, uh, beginning of man's corruption, evil corruption. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes, Cain and Abel. I remember that story. Yeah. Friends, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Please send us your comments, your criticisms, any suggestions you have to arisearjuna at gmail.com. Uh, you can see the spelling right here on the screen on Facebook or YouTube. And uh, for those of you watching on podcast, it is A-R-I-S-E. A-R-J-U-N-A -A at gmail.com. And I look forward to seeing you again.